This meeting is being recorded. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Books Are Chic. I am so thrilled to have this author with us today. She um, is the author of The Hunting Wives, and her latest book, My Summer Darlings, is out now. And today, today, it was just named by John Searles on the Today Show as the best thriller pick of this summer. I have May Cobb with me today. Welcome, May. Hi, Courtney. Thank you so much for having me on. I am so excited to chat with you because after The Hunting Wives came out, I was like, she is somebody that I need to chat with. So I'm so glad that we are here today talking about My Summer Darlings, which I loved. And I can't wait to pick your brain because it is it is the best thriller for the summer. Like I agree with the today show. I agree with John. This book is so addictive. It's like soap opera-y. Like I, I had so many like show, I was making like a TV show (laughs) in my head as I was reading it. And like, this would be like a nighttime, like thriller drama. Did you feel that way when you were, when you were, (laughs) when you were writing it, did you have like these things in your mind? Like you could visualize it so well. Well, I I love that you say that. And man, that would be such a dream come true. Um, I've always been interested in having stuff adapted for, I mean, who, who doesn't, right? Right. But uh, that's probably sounds pretty corny because every writer, like that's the dream. Yeah, I do. I really was, I was like picturing it. I kind of follow my own visual cues as crazy as that sounds. Like I, I let the book and the story and the characters lead me. So once I knew what the neighborhood looked like and the scene was set, yeah, sort of followed it like watching a film almost. I kept thinking of Desperate Housewives, but like like even more suspenseful, but that was like the neighborhood in my head. And then when Will moved, like we'll get to the book, I'm not gonna spoil it, but when Will moves in, I'm like this totally, you could picture like this good looking guy and it, it was, yeah. I just loved it. So, okay, but I'm, I'm jumping ahead. Okay. So May, tell me a little bit about how you got here and just like your writing journey. Cause I know when I was reading up on you, you like worked a little in film or worked for like a producer or director or something super fun that I was like, that is a fun fact that maybe not everybody yeah. knows. Yeah. So I've actually, uh, I, I decided I wanted to be a writer literally in like 1996 mm-hmm. and I got published in 2018. So it's been a really long journey, but um, yeah, my best friends since we're like three years old lived in Hollywood 20 something years ago. And she was like working for this director and she's like, we're about to start shooting a movie and you should just move here because I can get you a job. And so <laughs> it was great. Like, so she got me um, a job with the director, Ron Shelton mm-hmm. and his wife, the actor Lolita Davidovich. And it was just dreamy. It was such a fun, like two years of my life and I loved it. And I learned a lot from both of them. Um, they're just super warm, great, generous people. And it was, uh, yeah, it was just like one of those really fun times of my life. And it, and it, in terms of writing, Ron is a writer director. So he writes all of his screenplays and I was able to, you know, sit in on meetings and read scripts for him. So I learned like some nuts and bolts stuff from being around him for sure. And then when did you make sort of 
when did you decide I'm going to sit down and, and try to attempt to write a novel and like, or when did your brain say, okay, I want to be an author. Like, what was that moment? Like, so in 96, I was in college and I actually was in a jazz appreciation class and that's her put on this song. And it was so haunting and powerful that I literally found out the musician's name, raced to the record store, bought his music. And then I started to read about his story. And his name was Rasan Rollins Kirk, and he was blind, but he taught himself to play three saxophones at the same time because the sound came to him through dreams. Wow. And I was so compelled. And I was like, why isn't there a book about him? And I was, you know, like 23, so I didn't have a clue, but I immediately just kind of dropped everything and started traveling around the country to, you know, kind of retrace his footsteps. He died on my fourth birthday. So I never got to meet him, but I've always felt this crazy connection to him. And I've, you know, I've, I've, I've become really great friends with his widow. I've stayed in his house for weeks at a time. Oh my gosh. Slept in the bed he once slept in. It was just like my, you know, my like Mecca moment. And um, yeah, so I'm still working on that nonfiction book, but it's such a labor of love. And it's something that I want to get so right that mm-hmm. it's taken me long. And then I had a detour in like 2016 and I took a class here in Austin from this novelist I adore, Amanda Air Ward, and it was how to write a book in a year. And I took it, I was like, I'm finally going to get this book done. And I've been working all kinds of odd jobs and I've had a baby and everything. And, and, but then I got inspired to write fiction. And so I wrote my first thriller, Big Woods, which is sort of like an 80s satanic panic book. And it came out with a small press and that was kind of my start that got published in 2018. So four years ago, wow, four, it's been a crazy, what, past two years. I was going to say, you have been busy. <laughs> yes, yeah. So it's, it's sort of, it's snowballed after that, thank goodness, because I really, I was at a crossroads of, man, am I going to keep, keep this up because I'm, I'm not making any money and uh, I got to pay the rent and the, the creek is rising at my door. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so it was one of those, like, uh, when I wrote the hunting wives, it was like my last roll of the dice, you know, mm-hmm. this is, this is, I'm putting everything into this book and I hope that something happens with it because if not, I really need to start pursuing something for real. That's like, that looks like a career other than odd jobs and cashing in change for grocery money. So, yeah. <laughs> and, and the hunting wives came out and it came out with such like immense praise. You had so many, uh, like, amazing authors blurbing that book and I just I didn't know that that was sort of like the trajectory of of how you got here today and My Summer Darlings is on like every like must read beach read 22 like list you know for for a thriller and and what to read so I mean that is like an amazing story that you just sort of like the hunting wives like you said that was the last roll of the dice like I love hearing stuff like that because it's just, it was in the cards for you, literally. <laughs> Thank you, Courtney. There was a lot of dark nights of the soul and moments of doubt. And what yeah. am I doing? What am I doing to my family? What, you know, this doesn't even make any sense to try to, you know, make a career of this. So it was, wow, it was crazy when it finally happened. And, you know, no one's made for life. So I'm still just like, oh, wow, how long do I get to keep doing this? You know, but hopefully, I can keep doing it. We'll see. Well, do you think 
you know, from the first book to My Summer Darlings, do you feel like you're in a groove that it gets easier? Or do you still like say like, oh, geez, you know, I, you know, but, I've, I'm going to run out of ideas or something like that. Yeah, I definitely, I, I, it hasn't gotten easier for me. The only thing that maybe has gotten easier is that after having tried to write that big nonfiction book for so long, the right. fact that I know I can actually finish a novel is so gratifying. It's like, okay, no matter what, <laughs> it's yeah. not going to be Moby Dick, but like it's done <laughs> and um, it's going to get published and it's going to do what it's going to do. So that part's easier. And I, and I have, I've been able to sort of get onto a routine where I can write like a book in eight months, which is great. So I can try to stay on the, the book of the year track. But no, I always low-key panic, like, okay, uh, how many more East Texas dramas can I cook up? And what is, I hope something else comes to me. And so, yeah, I'm always like, oh no, you know? So, I mean, who knows? It's such a weird thing, creativity, you know? It's like- Yes. Well, I also think it's amazing that you're writing, that you still have this nonfiction book going and I totally understand why you want to get it right. Cause it seems like you're so invested and, and you're the right person to write this book. Like you have walked the walk and, and like you said, stayed in his house and, and know his wit, like you are the person that is made to write this book. But at the same time, you're also writing, you know, novels. And like you just said in the last four years, it's sort of like fast forwarded for you, which I feel like is amazing. So you I'm not worried about your creativity. You can keep cooking up those Texas dramas. I mean, I feel like you're, you, you, you're meant to do those too. So I think. <laughs> Thank you, Courtney. Thank you so much. <laughs> do you, did you think me though, that you, like you said, you started this nonfiction, then you took this class was thriller, like suspense drama. Like, was that always in the back of your mind? Is that what you love to read? Like why, why this genre? That's a great question. It, it wasn't always like before that, I definitely read more literary fiction and nonfiction, but then with Gone Girl and Girl on a Train and then um, the girl with the dragon tattoo, even though there was crime fiction way before that, I wasn't aware of it as a general reader, but that really grabbed me. And I had always had the story of Big Woods in the back of my brain for many years because it's kind of based on a true story with the satanic panic and the weird cult stuff in my hometown. And so then it was like, oh, there are thrillers. Okay, this could be like a thriller type book. And mm -hmm. it kind of, that's, so it kind of inspired me. And at that time, like in 2016, it was such a fresh genre. Not that it's not anymore. Like it's, it's just, it's my favorite genre. I love it, but it's, uh, yeah, I, so, and, um, and I, you know, I kind of grew up with eighties horror, like, you know, children of the corn and watcher in the woods and stuff like that. So I think I've always liked the spookier stuff. It's more interesting. And, uh, and after kind of being in college and reading like fat Victorian novels, it's like, I need a page turner yeah. to keep me interested. <laughs> I do too. And having, yeah. And like having murders and stuff that just makes for an instant plot. So it makes it easier, I think, <laughs> to make a more propulsive read than if I was trying to like hang a novel on a character arc. And and I love those two when they're well done, but I, I don't know that I'm strong enough to write that and pull it off to where people are going to stay glued to it. I think this is 
and like it's funny that you say like gone girl like I feel like when gone girl came out and girl on a train and all those books sort of came out at the same time it sort of like fast-tracked thrillers because now I feel like we're so lucky to have so many new authors debut authors authors we'd have for a long time who do thrillers and suspense and and you know it's and if you love that then we're so lucky. I mean, there's like a plethora to choose from. Um, and I personally love them. Like I love true crime podcasts and all those things, even though sometimes I'm like, why do I like this? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Um, so where do you like source your ideas from? Like, how do you fall upon? And we'll talk about, you can give us a little blip about what my summer darlings is about, but like where and same with hunting wives like where did you figure out the ideas for these or where did you get inspiration so for for my first two for big woods and the hunting wives they actually came through stories my mother told me um she's uh she's from east texas and she's a really like great storyteller and she she sort of told me this creepy true story um about big woods. And then for the hunting wives, she told me another story about when she was in high school, all the rich guys would go out on the weekends in the woods and sit on the hood of their cars and invite whoever out to drink. And they would shoot at like rabbits and stuff. And when she was telling me that I was like, well, that could have gone wrong, like 10 ways to Sunday. Yeah. (laughs) So that kind of gave me the idea, but I wanted to make it like an all female a shooting club and make it like up to date. So, um, so really my mom, so I'm always like begging her for more ideas. Uh, for my summer darlings, I kind of copied my, I'm friends with the thriller writer, Riley Sager, and he mm-hmm. always kind of uses a, a movie as inspiration for his books. And so I was trying to dig around like, what movie do I love? And I really love that movie, The Witches of Eastwick. Yes. Yes, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, because I mean, they're different enough, but I love the whole like three best friends and then the handsome guy moving in and disrupting their lives, but kind of taking out the paranormal stuff and, you know, making it East Texas and thrillery. So that was where that one came from. Well, it's like thrillery, but it's also like there's a little romance. Yeah. Then there's like best friends, but they're also like backstab each other. Like literally all the ingredients for a dream book, like literally. So will you give us a, give the listeners a little elevator pitch of what My Summer Darlings is about? Sure. So My Summer Darlings is about three lifelong friends, Jen, Kitty, and Cynthia, and they're all living back in their um, small East Texas hometown. They all live in the same neighborhood they grew up in, and it takes place over the course of a hot, sultry summer. And they're each at different crossroads of their lives, but they're each approaching 40 in midlife crisis. One of them is a recent divorcee, one of them's more of like a repressed housewife and the other one's this um, socialite who fears her better days are behind her and her beauty is fading. So she's kind of a train wreck. And, and then they each have like a surly teenager they're raising. So they get together, they drink wine in the afternoons and gossip. And then Will Harding, our, uh, you know, villain and also bad boy of interest moves into town 
and no one knows anything about him. He's wealthy, he's mysterious, and then kind of all hell breaks loose. Yes. Now, <laughs> first question, who were you, could you, or were you, you may or may not have, but I'm just curious. Anybody come to mind for who Will Harding would be? Oh yeah, oh. Um, that's it. That's that's very easy to answer. Um, Alexander Skarsgård. That is good. That's yeah, right. who I kind of pictured too, or somebody oh, like a lot along those lines because he's mysterious, definitely good looking, but there's like this edge to him that you're just you want to have distance from, but they're so like enraptured into his being that yes they can't stay away <laughs> yes did you, exactly. did you source out the friends at all did you have anyone for Jen Kitty or Cynthia the only one I thought of um was uh Kitty when I when I was writing her I I just could not get um Reese Witherspoon out of my mind because just like southern and sassy socialite I just that's really who I was writing when I was writing her when in it's in Texas and it's summer. Like what are summer tech, like summers in Texas? Like I'm sure obviously super hot, but are people whining and gossiping and <laughs> depending yes. on where you are? <laughs> yeah, definitely up in East Texas, like drinking is a part-time job for people. And uh, yeah, so it's very much like you know, there are restaurants and there's a few bars, but it really is sort of like a bedroom community where people hang out in their backyards or around their pools. They got the margarita machine going. They've got the wine. It's being poured like way too much of it. Um, <laughs> and I, I don't even it. know if it's just a summer thing. It's not. <laughs> and it's just kind of crazy and fun. <laughs> I and the reason why I ask is because I feel like, you know, it obviously so well, but it does make, there is this level of like atmospheric, an atmospheric vibe in your books, because obviously that is like a big part to the plot. And, and when I was reading it, I mean, I'm in Massachusetts and summer's just starting now, but I read this a while back and you felt like it was summer. Like you could, you almost felt hot reading it because it's like that. And that I feel like felt like added a layer of like making it even more like tense, I guess. Oh, cool. I love hearing that. Thank you. Thank you. But I'm, I'm, I'm pretty obsessed with the woods up there and just sort of the, the, the thick humidity and I mean, like it's going to be 103 in Austin next week. Like it's, it's really is. And it really does change the way people just kind of walk around in a daze. You know, they're not wearing a lot of clothes. Like it is just a whole different vibe. <laughs> like it's crazy. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what I'm like. You could definitely feel that in the book. And um, I just, I love that when people like you can speak to that because you know it and it, it clearly shows which which I just love and I love being transported and feel I've never been to East Texas I've never even been to Texas so well, come I, on. Like, I know well, I I would scared. I'm not I would love to, it's like on my bucket list to go there I think it looks so much fun <laughs> the people are a lot of fun and they're a little crazy but they're a lot of fun <laughs> I mean crazy and fun that's all we need and yeah. what type when you get an idea May are you 
like are outlining? Do you just get right to it? Like what's sort of your process for, for writing? Usually like a kernel of an idea will come to me and I make myself try to write a one page synopsis of it or like a pitch, which you might read on the back of a book jacket. And I do that because I'm not a big outliner. Like I wish I was, because I think mm -hmm. with thrillers, it would really behoove me to be more like that. But my brain doesn't work that way. So I have this one pager so that when I get to page 20 or 50 and I'm like, oh, this is trash, then I can go back to that and say, no, no, this is this is what you were trying to do. Don't get off track. And I kind of, I really do let the characters lead me and then stuff as I'm writing will come to me that might be like the last plot point or the climax or, you know, scenes kind of will come to me and I'll jot those down and keep them in a file because I'm like very old school and paper is the, the king of the day for me. So, hmm. so I very much though, I do write as I go. I don't try to plan too much ahead. Um, and I try to let stuff come to me. And that's kind of, I've learned to sort of trust that because mm -hmm. I feel like stories, it's like Stephen King said, they're buried fossils and our job is to excavate them as carefully as possible. And so that they already exist. So don't mess it up by trying to plan, just like let them. And it's just more fun that way for me. I'm like, it has to be this act of discovery that gets me fired up to want to write and see what's going to happen. I but, love I mean, that. I've never heard, I've never heard that say, or I've never heard that Stephen King phrase of, of, of stories, which I love. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Yeah. And it's so it, true. I feel. Well, I do. And I think that like enough people, like enough people don't trust themselves and I'm constantly doubting myself. And it's like, no, just trust that the story's there and your yeah. job is to dig it out. Like, and you can't see so far ahead with novels. I mean, there's brilliant writers who do. And they're like, I wrote a 12 page outline and I had, that's great. I'm so glad you're like that, but my brain would break. I'm bad with math. Like I can't do that kind of stuff. So <laughs> well, I've said this before, and 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 this is one of the things I love, love, love about just talking to all different authors, different genres, everything, is that nobody has the same way. Yeah. Yet you all get this finished book, but nobody has this. There's not one person that I've said, oh, they do it that way too. No, it's everybody. It's a personal journey that you all are taking. And however you get there, is your way and that works. And like you said, trusting yourself is always a huge piece of it. But I always just love hearing how people do things because it's just so personal and different for everybody. It really is. You're right. It's a personal journey each time someone sits down to do it. And that's the best way to think about it, honestly, because it right. usually I feel like the writer's asking a question of themselves, of the story. And it's about like going on that journey and it's about having fun. And I, and I forget that sometimes. Yeah. And I feel like if you think of those things and you think it is so personal and trusting, then you don't fall into comparison. And, and I'm sure that is really hard as an author. Um, I can't imagine, you know, because <laughs> yeah. the other part of your job is to read yeah. a lot. Yeah. So it's like, you know, Yes, it is hard. Um, it's, it's hard for me because I have such reverence for all the books and the authors I read. And I'm always like, yeah, I'm just a little like, uh, it's the imposter syndrome. 
but then I get so inspired too at the same time that it's like, okay, right. okay, this, okay, this is awesome. Just, you know, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. The inspiration I'm sure is amazing. Plus it's such a great community anyways. So you can just be yeah. lifted up and, and, and all those things. And so are you still on book? Are you on book a year? Is that what your, your path is? It is. So right now I'm in the middle of edits on uh, my fourth book, which they're, they're wanting to release maybe uh, August, 2023. So a little bit of a delay. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, so I'm, I'm doing the edits and then I'll probably like July, August, writing the next one, whatever that one's going to be. I don't know yet. I've have, have some ideas kicking around. So uh, still all thrillerish. Yeah. Yes. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. yeah. Okay. That makes me very, very happy. Thank um, you. Okay. So we are going to do Maze Chicless. I'm dying to know. And when we get to the binge series, which actually I'll just say it now. I, when I was reading my summer darlings, I kept thinking, did you watch the show Yellow Jackets? I haven't seen it yet. It's <gasps> on my list though. Oh my gosh. I feel like, yes, you should. Okay. You will love it. But it kept like... It had the friendship, um, but it was, it has a very like atmospheric vibe and I don't know. I just would be curious to see what you thought. I don't know. It just felt like essences of you and, and in the book. And then I kept thinking of the show and not that the plot is the same at all. It's not, I mean, it's thriller, but like just the way that you write. And like I said, you feel very like in it. And that's how I felt watching Yellow Jacks. I think you're going to love it, but you'll have to report Ooh. back to me. Okay. I'm going to watch that one. Yes. yes. Okay. Here we go. What three celebrities, authors, figures, living or dead, would you want to have a book club with? Well, the first one is the jazz musician, Rasan Roland Kirk, who's no longer with us because he also was into like, he loves Sherlock Holmes. And I feel like we could have such a good time together with the mysteries and stuff. Um, yes. The next one would be um, actually Vigo Mortensen because I find him so interesting and he has, you know, his literary press yes. and writes poetry and photography and, uh, and he's just a really great actor and fun to look at. And so I, um, <laughs> he's a good addition. <laughs> yes. And then let's see, um, gosh, authors, uh, I would probably say Tana French. Mm. Yeah. She's I'm atmospheric a, too. Yes. Right. I'm, I'm so obsessed with her. I'm so obsessed with her books. I love how atmospheric they are. She's like, if I'm ever stuck, I'll just pull one off the shelf and just read how she describes something. And it's like, it's like you're walking into a dream or something. Yes. Yes. Oh, that is a good one. I like that book club. Um, okay. What's your current binge series? So I just finished binging the second season of Hightown. Have you seen that? I have not. Okay. You've got to get on it because okay. it, it's, uh, it's, it's shot in, um, it's set in Cape Cod. So not far from you. Nope, not far. Yes, I yeah. think I started this the first season, I think. Yes, yes. It's so incredible. And I loved the first season. And then the second season came along and I was like, oh my gosh, I felt like I was watching 
almost like the Sopranos or it just got so next level mind blowing good. And I've heard that they're doing a third season and I'm so happy because I can't wait to see it. Cause what channel can I watch it on? It's on stars. Okay. Stars. Yes. Yeah. And who's in it again? Um, gosh. So I'm so bad with actor names unless they're like giant okay. celebrities. So I don't, I can't, uh, okay, so, uh, Monica, uh, Raymond R- Ramon, she's in it. I'm butchering her last name, but, uh, she's kind of, she's the lead and she's okay. amazing. It. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to add that. I'm going to get on that one then. Um, last favorite book and current read. So the last favorite book would be, let's see, that would be. Uh, One of Us is Dead by Geneva Rose. I read so that great. too. Yes, so great. Yes. Love it. So just juicy, bingy, yummy, delicious. All the things that I love. Catty, bitchy, all of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and for right now I'm reading Riley Sager's an, an early copy of uh, The House Across the Lake. And that I haven't really got big twist that everyone is freaking out about. So have you read it? I haven't read it yet, but I pre-ordered it because I okay. it looks so good. Yeah, it's so astonishing so far. I mean, just it's so talk about atmospheric. This is like, oh my God. And I'm reading it slow because I don't want it to end. And but oh. I still have a book street and I'm like, I need to get on with it. But I love, I just I love the writing in it so much. And I know that the twist is gonna blow my mind. He always blows my mind, but this one people are saying it's he just outdid himself. He, so oh, I'm excited to read. I know I feel the same way, especially like with such good books. You're you're like you want to get there, but then you're like, when it's over, it's over. And um, okay. Let's see. Describe your writing space. So it's just this little tiny corner of my bedroom. Love it. And thank you. And I and I have just this old little wooden desk. And then, but my favorite part is um, we moved into a rental about a year ago, and it's got this gorgeous like window that looks outside, and it just makes me very happy. So it's very like I used to have my own room and all that, and I just was stuck. And I'm like, I don't need all that. It's too much pressure. I'll just write in my corner and it works for me so far. Knock on wood. I love Good. it. It's nice and cozy and you just simple. Yeah. You don't need all the, but the lighting, I'm sure, like you said, is so nice. I love it. Um, name something chic. This is, I don't know how chic this is, but um, I had the best old fashioned cocktail at this um, really great restaurant. That's <laughs> in so Austin chic. Called- Eddie V's and they lit it on fire and there was like chocolate liqueur in it. And I mean, I'm glad that I only drank one because I could have had 10 and I would have wound up like one of the characters in my novel. So that's <laughs> that's the chicest thing I've been around lately. Uh, that sounds very chic. Very, very <laughs> chic. Uh, the cover of my summer darlings, I feel like is very chic. Thank like you. Like with the I cherries and it. stuff with the, I, with I the, the tooth. I just love it. Okay. Yeah, um, do you have a favorite book that you gift? You know, one book that I've given over and over to people is called Hollow by Owen Edgerton. Have you read oh, that? No. Yeah, I think uh, NPR named it one of the best books of 2017, 2018. And it was like a Barnes and Noble discovery pick. And it's just, it's a masterclass in structure and character 
development and um it's and it's actually not terribly long and it's one i've probably reread three times and owen is actually also like a horror film director and just one of those uh, renaissance type people but this novel will rip your heart out it's um it's about a professor who son has died infant under mysterious circumstances and he's kind of under suspicion he's definitely under suspicion and as he kind of loses everything in his life and he starts to believe in hollow earth theory because oh. he wants to believe in something and it's also a buddy it's a buddy story too because there's this other really cool character in there and it's it's really it's just beautiful it's a, the perfect novel in my opinion oh i'm gonna add it to my list that sounds really good Yay. Um, where did I, oh, here we go. If you could have one song as the theme song of your life, what would it be and why? <laughs> Such a funny question. Probably, um, it's my party and I'll cry if I want to. Love. <laughs> I love it. We can, you can, you can cry if you want to. It is your party. Thank you. Um, I was a very sensitive child and I cried a lot and, and um, got teased a lot about it. So I've, that's always been like, well, that's my party and I'll cry if I want to. Not in a, not in a mean way, just from loving family members and friends, but. Um, <laughs> I love anyway. that. I love that. Um, must have beauty item. <clears throat> so I must have my Mac lipstick and the shade is New, shade? York, uh, New York apple. Ooh, I, I feel like I don't know that shade of red from Mac. It was an older one and thank God they've kept it going. Um, but I buy a tube every time I have a little extra money. Cause I'm like, I just know they're going to cancel it and I won't have anything to wear. I know. And then it's like, uh, I hate when they do that. Yes. You just have to keep stocking up. Just keep stocking up. Is that it right there? Oh, yeah, man, I and you have, have it in the box. <laughs> I got it on sale the other day and I was like, okay, I got to buy it. Um, so oh my anyway. gosh. I love that. Um, if, okay. Speaking of lipstick, if you could name one lipstick after a book, what would you call it? And what shade would it be? Okay. It would be Sully Dagger Red. And that's named for Sully Sullivan in the novel. The girls are also nice here. <gasps> yes. Yes. Right. Yes. By, um, oh my God, Lori, but what's I'm uh, Lori Elizabeth Flynn. Yes. Oh my gosh. And I did a zoom with her and I love that book so much. And that is such a good shade. (laughs) That book was another, like, I was like, wait, oh my God. Oh, I love that so much. Okay. Would I post this? I'm to, I, we have to, I'm going to shout her out in there because please do, please do. I love her to death. I'm obsessed with that book. It's another one I read over and over. It was so groundbreaking to me. I was just like, oh my God. It was so good. Yes. Oh my God. And I love that. I love Sully. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that, May. Okay. And last, best advice you've ever received that you can write in stolen moments and you can finish a novel in a year if you write 15 to 20 minutes a day and it adds up. That's really the best advice. That's the best writing advice. The best other advice is to um, stop worrying so much. Mm, I like that advice because I have to literally remind myself every day that I worry about things that haven't even happened. I know. Why do we do that, Courtney? I don't know. I don't know. It's a practice. Someday I'll get, I don't know. I, I, I say that I have natural worry in my blood because like my grandfather was a worry. Like, I'm like, will I ever escape the worrying pattern? 
It's hard, man. <laughs> it is hard. Well, I, like I said, this absolutely should, should be a today show pick my summer darlings. It was so good. I feel like you're just getting started. I can't wait to see what is to come from you. Like just so good. They're just so addictive and you're just so fun. And I love that combo. Fabulous books, fun author. I mean, doesn't get better than that. So I can't wait. I can't wait to see what's to come. And where can people find you on social media, May? Yeah. So Instagram, I'm most active on and that's May underscore Cobb. And, and then Twitter, I don't know what my handle is, but it's, my name's pretty unusual. So it's May Cobb, I think, May K Cobb maybe. And then also my website's just www.maycobb.com. And Courtney, this was such a joy and I hope you come visit me in Austin. And if we're brave enough, we'll go to East Texas. And yes. We'll do a tour. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm totally coming. We're totally going. It's definitely happening, but thank you so much, May and everybody. My summer darlings is out now and you should grab it for your beach bag. And thank you so much again, May. And thank you everyone for tuning in and we will see you next week.